the big thing with our industry, I think right now is just the, the, the technological advancement, right? And I think it, it sounds in weird because people are like, it's just running shoes. And like right now in the last, I would say three years, it's been like a super, super exciting time, you know, for the running specialty industry with just all the innovation in, in the product. Welcome back to the Motives Life Pro Podcast. Today we have Craig Siegel with us from Runners High and Freehold. Welcome, Craig. Thanks for having me, Mike. I appreciate it. No problem. I know uh, we met a few months back uh, through TJ, yeah. Dr. Martino, right. <laughs> and and we, we had a brief conversation uh, at your store. I believe you had a medical professional night, Yeah, yep. and I tagged along as as uh, TJ's plus one. Right, right. <laughs> <laughs> so uh yeah i mean from that time I, I remember you were you were bouncing back from from an injury mm -hmm. um briefly heard your story and just something that struck me and i was very intrigued by quick conversation with you was your the mindset you had just sharing that you're a former highly competitive runner mm -hmm. and you're in this season of recovering from uh an injury and you're like yeah. i just want to be able to run right for the rest of my life right whatever that means and I want to be able to recover properly for that to happen. And that struck a chord with me because for us at Motives, you know, we are, our, our mindset is the same with mm -hmm. regards to leveraging fitness as a tool and a resource for human beings, right? Is mm -hmm. to provide a sustainable and like a longevity standpoint in terms of fitness. Yeah. Um, so yeah, we, we brought you on the show today. Well, let, let's start with your story and just uh, hearing a bit about how you got into running, how long you were running for and you know, just that timeline of events that led you into ultimately becoming an owner mm -hmm. uh, of a runner's high franchise in, yeah. in Freehold. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, first of all, thanks for thanks for having me. Um, we can jump into that injury a little bit later. Uh, we can get into the specifics of it. But um, but yeah, just to give you a little bit of background on myself. So I started running when I was 11. Um, I grew up in Homedale, New Jersey. So I actually was fortunate enough to have Homedale Park kind of be my backyard while mm -hmm. growing up. So for anybody that knows um, the high school running scene in New Jersey, Homedale is kind of like the mecca for, you know, cross country in, in New Jersey. Um, always has been and, and always kind of will be. So the, you know, the state meets, the um, local championships, state meets, and, you know, all the big time stuff is, is at Homedale Park. So kind of grew up with it in my veins. Um, you know, so I had a great experience there and, went on and uh, competed at Villanova um, for four years, you know, collegiately. Um, so that was quite an experience. I had the uh, opportunity to work with um, one of the most accomplished runners of all times with Marcus O'Sullivan. So um, he's a four-time Olympian. Uh, he's run under four minutes for the mile 101 times, which is insane. Wow. Uh, one point... He was the fourth fastest miler indoors. I think he's kind of gotten bumped down a little bit on that list over the last two to three years because um, times have gotten crazy fast. Yeah, I'm sure we can talk about why on, uh, <laughs> about about that a little bit too. But um, just such a humble guy. It was an amazing experience to have the opportunity to run under him, and then that kind of led me into my post collegiate. I would say career. Uh, use that term loosely, you know, because unless you're in that top, you know. 0.5%, you know, you're not putting any food on the table. So, um, you know, so yeah, I was pretty decent runner, I think. Um, I like to not really boast too much, but, um, but yeah, and ultimately, um, you know, like you had kind of kicked off the podcast with, um, 
that kind of mindset and shift, right? Like we all, I'm 38 now. So, you know, coming from that competitive background, um, y'all kind of know that the writing's on the wall at some point where it's not going to be as competitive, but um, that's kind of where I'm at in the stage of, of my running, uh, injury or not. I think sure. that that's probably where I would have ended up at this point. But, so yeah. so high school was cross-country? Cross-country. Exclusively and, or outdoor track uh, as well? Indoor and outdoor track, yeah. Yep, so all three. Basically, if you're a distance runner in high school, like, you know, you're going to run all year round for mm. the most part. Yeah, you kind of have to uh, in order to, and what, to be good. Uh, so in high school, I ran track one year. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I ran the mile, but uh, just to keep in shape for wrestling. Sure. Uh, I'm not as familiar with cross country, though. So the races yeah. are, are typically the same distance or they vary. Yep. So freshmen run two miles in New Jersey for the most part in like just freshman races. And then everything else is 5K. So 3.1 miles. Every time. Yep. Yeah. Uh, all the courses vary, you know, um, locally here. Uh, Home Dell Park's a big one, obviously, but Ocean County Park's pretty big. Thompson Park in Jamesburg is, mm. is pretty big for this area. Um, but yeah, yep. So, you know, just over three miles. Uh, so. I ran I ran Home Dell Park, the bull, yeah. one yep. time. Yeah. And this is a little over 10 years ago now. My buddy <laughs> from college, he called me up. He was like, let's go for a run, Home Dell Park. I was like, pfft. At that time, I was like, I'll do anything, I anytime. Right, right, right. So I showed up with my Nike Freeze on. Oh, that was first mistake? But yeah, I had right. no idea. And uh, for about three to four days after, I couldn't walk. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I couldn't yeah. walk. And, and not because my legs were sore. My feet, ankles, shins, all, all the muscles that people associate with shin splints, I, I had different ones. I didn't sure, even know right, it existed right. before. And yeah. uh, that's when you know it's a good workout when yeah. your muscles are so that you didn't even know you had. And yeah. and the shoes were definitely not right. Right. I'll never run that again with that type of sure. footwear. Yeah, uh, yeah, well, for yeah. me at least. But anyways, yeah. that'll like we'll talk about that later. Right. right. <laughs> <laughs> um, wow. So so that's it's pretty amazing. I mean, I'm I'm very not familiar with the the running world. Sure. But, just to put into perspective, a four-time Olympian. Yeah, you are running mm-hmm. at a at the highest. The point you said the point five percent. Yeah, in the world for yep. sixteen years. Yeah, you, you got to think about how long that each Olympic cycle is. And yeah, no, he was unbelievable. Um, one of the most you know renowned runners that that has ever been around you know in history. So wow. it's uh, yeah, it's crazy. And I always we always joked around because he ran one hundred and one. You know, it's like, why did you need to do that one extra? Mm-hmm. And he always kind of just said, if it ever came in, if one ever came into question, you know, at least he had a backup. So he could still have, <laughs> have triple digits of 100 times breaking uh, wow. four minutes for the mile. Yeah, it's That's pretty crazy. Yeah. And, and so those 100 times, were they all outdoor or were they blended indoor? No, outdoor? In, indoor and outdoor for him. Yeah, yeah. He was a big indoor guy, um, too, because he. it's funny, actually. Um, yeah, I mean, they can get into the whole... Uh, uh, physics of it, but uh, a lot of times shorter guys do a little bit better on the indoor tracks because mm. um, the, t- the turns are tighter. Mm-hmm. So indoor tracks are 200 meters, generally speaking. Back then, because um, he ran in the late 80s into the into the 90s, uh, some of them were even 160 meters, so wow. it would have been 10 laps to the mile, whereas your typical outdoor track is four laps to the mile. So a lot of times those shorter guys can kind of whip around. Taller guys have a little bit of harder time. Mm. Um, but yeah, he was very, very successful indoors too. So um, yeah, it's crazy. Yeah, it was, uh, it was. Again, I look back on it, and he's just such a humble guy. You would have no idea that that he's as accomplished as he was. But he leaves a lasting impression on on pretty much anybody that that he he comes in contact with, let alone you know coaches for for four years. So sure. What would you say is? I mean, 
I'm so intrigued now by a, like a four-time Olympian, especially mm-hmm. running like that for that long. Yeah, there's so much inside of his head that kept him going for that long. Yeah. Like, yeah. what what would be you know one or a few things that are the biggest takeaways for you that because you say he leaves a lasting impression. So mm-hmm. obviously, there's things that you know there's way you operate every day right. that is impacted by him, and it might not even be running. Right? Sure, it might be the way you carry yourself leading your store or whatever. Right. Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, to to do that over that period of time, like I just think consistency and just keep showing up, right? Um, you know, his, his philosophy on training, uh, a lot of it wasn't like super intense. It was more of just this long... Um, I mean, we can get into, you know, uh, you know, aerobic and anaerobic type conversations if we really want to. But uh, a lot of his training was just volume, you mm-hmm. know, as opposed to the super high intensity stuff. And um, a lot of that was because, you know, his career spanned, you know, 20, 25 years. Um, he needed to alter how he was working out, too, and how he was how he was you know physically taxed, too, towards the later stage of his career. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I think, again, it's just, you know, you look at that and just the longevity, right? Um, I think that just kind of plays a part into, you, you can kind of look at a lot of different things through that same, you know, lens. Uh, sure. In terms of just, you know, kind of keep on showing up and keep grinding away, you know? It's a long game, you know? Interesting. So what I hear too is something uh, that we have somewhat in our fitness methodology as well is uh, having more of a consistent and sustainable mm-hmm kind of workout regimen per se, right? Even in here, if all days are anaerobic, sure. high intensity, like you're going to be, it's going to be a dumpster fire right. in, in right. two weeks from now. So it's okay to have those high intensity anaerobic days, mm-hmm. but maybe once or twice in a seven day window and the other days are, um, are there to either prepare you for those anaerobic mm-hmm. days or recover you from the anaerobic days right. or just be, uh, like maintenance per sure. se, right? Yeah, yeah, definitely. Um, so it's very same thing with running. You know, same concept with running, right? Yeah. You know, um, I'm not as familiar as you know the lifting and the weights and the working out part of it. Um, you know, but I mean the same thing. You know, you can only really go hard. Uh, you know, it depends on it depends on your age. You know, but uh, you know mainly two times a week. You know, in terms of doing high intensity type stuff, if it's intervals or um, tempo runs, things like that. And then the other days are just kind of those fill-in days to either support it or um, do some more aerobic work. So, mm. yeah. yeah, we, we, I try to illustrate it like a pyramid. Mm-hmm. So, you know, five out of seven days a week are building the base of your pyramid. Yeah. And then those intervals and the high intensity days are going to be the peaks of your pyramid and the peak of your pyramid can only be as right. tall as your base. Sure. Definitely. And yep. we need more time building the base than right. the tippy top. Right. For sure. Yeah. yeah. I mean, same thing with running for sure. We can, we, we need another podcast with, <laughs> with TJ cause we, we could nerd out about right, right, energy right. systems for, for a long time. Yeah. I, yeah, I went yeah. to school for exercise science and, um, you know, one thing for me as an, for my experience during school competing as an athlete mm-hmm. with XI going to X phys lab mm. and getting pricked for lactate threshold sure. and then going to wrestling practice. Like my brain never shut off. Right. 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 And <laughs> I love this. Like I love yeah. talking about this stuff and I want to save it for another day. Cause sure, it, it could be many hours right. of conversation. <laughs> um, but anyway, so, so we transitioned out of college, mm-hmm. right? So in college, you were still running the high school distance three, or does it expand? So it actually, it, it moves up, actually. So um, if you're a distance runner in college, um, you know, indoor, outdoor, there's only the 3K and the 5K. Mm-hmm. So just shy of two miles and just over three miles. 
Um, cross country, it moves up. So typically races are 8K, so just about five miles. Uh, and then in the championship season, they bump it up to 10K, mm. um, so just over six miles. And then outdoor track, um, you get 5K and 10K. So mm. 3.1 miles on the track or 6.2 miles on the track. Wow. So if you're a longer distance guy and you're doing cross country and you're not, you know, a faster guy, like a miler, things like that. Um, usually you're doing cross country and then indoors, your 3k, 5k outdoors, your 5k, 10k for the most part. Um, you know, uh, if you, and just speaking from experience, I didn't have the wheels to be a miler. So, you know, there might be some guys that do cross, but then do, you know, 800 mile indoors and the 1500 outdoors, mm. um, which is, you know, just shy of a mile. So it's crazy because yeah. most people listening are like one mile is for the fast guy. Right. 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 Yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> but no, it's a different world. It's, it's a different world. Way different yeah. world, especially, yep. you know, uh, Dan, well, mm-hmm. one of the guys on our team, mm-hmm. he, he runs fifties and hundreds. Yeah. I so mean, it's, one yeah. mile for him, it's like, right. Right. That, that is, spo- it's fast. Sure. Oh yeah. yeah. <laughs> You're yeah, moving. Just pretty much is going as fast as you can, you know, for a mile. You yeah. Know, it's kind of, kind of an all out, I want to say all out sprint, but, uh, but yeah, you have to, you have to kind of measure yourself, you know, you got to have that in there. So, <laughs> awesome. so, so at Nova, you, you ran competitively at Nova. Mm-hmm. What'd you major in? Uh, communications. So I don't really know how it got me to own a shoe store ultimately, <laughs> but I got to be able to talk to people. So, uh, and understand people. Uh, but yeah, so I was a communications major and then, um, and then, yeah, upon graduation, I actually came home. I had a redshirt year, so I went to Monmouth and ran for them for a year. I had a good experience, got my master's uh, in um, corporate and public communication. And then, uh, yeah, yeah. And and so you didn't own the store right out of grad school, right? No, no. I had a couple jobs in between. Um, one was just like a computer desk job. I worked for a human resource software company. I don't really know many people that that is truly their passion. If it is, awesome. Um, but yeah, I worked customer service. Uh, it's an interesting job. Wasn't exactly, I didn't really see a future in it. Um, and then I actually worked for a endurance nutrition company, which was a little bit more up my alley. Uh, you know, I had the opportunity to work with uh, specialty running stores, specialty bike shops. So it almost gave me the opportunity to kind of um, get like a little preview of what I potentially wanted to do. Mm. So when I was visiting these shops, I was just kind of taking mental notes in terms of like, this is what I, this is what I like. This is what I don't like about this store or that store and things like that. And just knowing that ultimately, um, that's kind of what I wanted to do and, you know, kind of steal bits and pieces uh, from other shops and things like that and put it all together and, and kind of make it our own. Yeah. Were you, cause I, I know this is something we've talked about on our podcast before is mm-hmm. that post-college awkward 22 to 28 yeah. kind of era, right? right. You're trying to yep. figure it out. Yep. You're not I always tell people it's the, it's like the most awkward stage. I mean, outside of being like, you know, a, a early teenager, I mean, teenager is hard, but I always feel like that like 25, it's like you should be an adult, but you could still go back and like not be an adult. Uh-huh. You know what I mean? And it's just this weird limbo period. Yeah. But I mean, it cut you off. No, no, right? no. It's exactly that. That's what I, and so during that time, were you still like, like I'm still a competitive runner. Like I'm still training to compete. Like, yeah, I still got it. Yeah. 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 I would say, uh, once I hit 30, things started to kind of, you know, come a little bit, uh, undone there, you know, just from, uh, uh, health perspective, injury perspective, things like that. But, um, but yeah, no, I was still training out of, uh, what I consider a very high level. So, um, post collegiately, I, I jumped right into marathoning, which if, 
I could kind of go back and do it again. It's not something that I necessarily regret, but I think I may have wanted to just hang on to some of the faster stuff for just like another two to three years and then ultimately move up to the marathon. Um, a lot of times you see this a lot at the professional level because these people are, they actually have careers in running, but you'll see them maybe in college, they're a 5k runner. Um, and then ultimately they kind of move up as they age, you know, because they can't necessarily go as fast, but they can go longer. So, um, you know, again, not to say that that was my situation, but, um, uh, but yeah, I jumped right into marathoning, um, was running pretty competitively for myself, uh, up until about 2015 or so. So I was, does that put me at like 31 at that point in time? Um, so, yeah, I mean, I think again, like we had talked about, uh, even a little bit before, uh, the podcast, like just that change in mindset, right? Like, you know, you grow up being competitive with the sport, um, regardless of what that sport is. And then at some point that, that changes, mm -hmm. you know, and that's sometimes hard to, hard to process. But, uh, I think again, at, you know, that that point's coming at some time, you just don't know when or, or how, you know? So sure. How, how many marathons did you wind up running when you were training there? I think ultimately I've done eight. Um, but when I was more competitive with it, um, I had done four four Phillies, a Chicago, two Bostons, and uh, and then I did New Jersey the last year that they had it in 2019, but I think I was kind of past my prime on that one. I was just, let me just go out and run a marathon, not necessarily race. Like, it was funny. I, I we were buddies with the people that uh, put the race on, so we had helped them out on some stuff, so they gave us a couple bibs. And they put me in like the front, like elite corral. And I was like, <laughs> I'm not in the mindset or shape to be up here. And one of my really good buddies that I've known since high school, he's still like on it. Uh, he's, he's like 41, I think at this point, but he's still like hyper competitive with it, which is great. So I see him at the line and he looks over at me and I'm standing there in like a t-shirt and like, you know, five inch shorts and like my trainers, like not like racing shoes or anything. And he's like, you good, man. I was like, I'm all right. Yeah, I'm good. Like just not thinking anything of it. Cause you know, you show up to a race, like you're wearing, you know, you're, you're wearing your gear, right? You're wearing your singlet, you're wearing your, you know, high cut split leg shorts and your racing shoes, but not me at that point. <laughs> so I was, I was done, you know, but still had a good experience, but, uh, just a different experience. You sure. Know? So, but. and, and so how soon after, I guess your last marathon, mm -hmm. like I want to transition into your season of experiencing that injury that that set you back a little bit yeah it's yeah. another mindset shift right sure so the first one is realizing all right i'm going from college to this new right to, to the real world and from real world competitive craig to right mm, i don't know what sure. i am yeah, now. Yeah, yeah. you know there's multiple Definitely. identity shifts there so yep. um how soon after that marathon was that yeah so i mean i kind of had a uh so when we first met and I was going through that at the end of, uh, end of last year, right. That was, that was a pretty devastating injury. I'll get into that. Uh, but the first one that I had, I actually had, um, some knee issues and I ultimately I had knee surgery in 2017. So, you know, I started after college running marathons in like 20 or 20, 2008. Um, and I was pretty healthy up until about 2015. Um, and then that was the first time I had done Boston. Second time I did Boston was 2016. And that's when I was like, something's up. Like I got to get this taken care of or looked at. So I had some knee surgery done. Um, 
basically had like this little ossicle that formed. I had Osgood Schlatter's when I was a kid. So um, I think it kind of like formed off of that. It was a very weird injury. And I think just also just, you know, running, you know, competitively for 20 plus years at that point, like just yeah. had taken its toll. Um, so, yeah. So that was kind of when I think my initial mindset had to shift in terms of like, all right, like I got to get back healthy. So then maybe I can still um, compete at that same level. Um, you know, it, it had kind of, you know, slowed down in that aspect, um, maybe the last like year or two. But this past summer, uh, I had a pretty bad just ac straight up accident. It wasn't even running related. So uh, I uh, <laughs> felt I fell off of uh, my road bike, um, which when I just say bike, people think I mean motorcycle, which would be a much cooler story. <laughs> um, but no, I fell off a road bike just going over a set of train tracks. The bike, something got loose on it, and the bike, my back wheel just came off the bike. Wow. And uh, so I went down on my left side. I don't have a lot of meat to me, uh, and my left hip just took the entire brunt of everything. And so I fractured my uh, femoral neck. Wow. And um, that's it's what I was... pretty covering. big deal. It's a pretty big deal. So I uh, pretty much thought I would never run again. Uh, that was where my head was when I was in the hospital that day. So I go in the ER, they do some x-rays, they come back in, they tell me I need a full or partial hip replacement. And I'm like, dude, this went from zero to a hundred, like real quick. And, um, so luckily I have a, uh, a really good friend of ours who's an orthopedist just west of central state in freehold. So I call him I'm like, Jerry, this is the situation. I'm in the ER. They're telling me I need a hip replacement. Um, he fortunately calls over to Riverview in Red Bank, which is where they, they brought me after the fall, connects with the, the doctor over there. Luckily, from everything that I've been told from other people, if you're going to do a knee or a hip in, in, in our area, like this is the guy that you want doing it. And he just happened to be on call that night. Like, wow. even though it was a really bad situation, I feel like I lucked out. So our friend connected with the doctor that was going to do the surgery and was like, you know, he kind of advocated for me. He's like, this is an active guy. Um, you know, so that what they did is instead of doing a replacement, they put three screws into my hip. So I got some hardware in there and, um, you know, it was a long couple months, you know, uh, I was non weight bearing for two months. Um, you know, but I am back to running. Uh, but you know, I, for, you know, two months, three months, I, th I thought I lost it. You know, I thought that was it, you know, especially that day, you know, and I'm sitting there on morphine in the hospital before the surgery because they had to do it immediately because they got to do something like that within 24 hours of it, you know, of the actual accident. Mm. I thought that was it. That was done. Um, but, you know, so again, I think that just going back to that shift in mindset now, I'm just like, I'm just happy I can get out, you know, let alone how fast I'm running or how far I'm going. Like, you know, we were talking a bit earlier too. Like, that's the I think the beauty of of running in our sport is like, yeah, you can be competitive with it younger when the system allows for it from like a collegiate perspective or even post collegiate, you know, on the roads and things like that. But it doesn't always have to be, you mm. know. Um, and again, it's one of those things where like you just put your shoes on and go out your door and go out for a couple of miles and feel like you you know accomplished a lot. You know? Sure. So yeah, and it's something that I think. It's free. 
Right. Running is free. Relatively. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Aside from the shoes, right? But you know, I, and that's a that's something I've um, spoken with people about too. Is fitness is also free. Right. You know, it's all free. It's just, um, I think a lot of people get hung up with running because it's maybe something they haven't done since they were forced to as a sophomore in high, high school when right. they would hand you the popsicle stick and you had to finish in a certain amount of time or else you drop the letter grade. And it's like, right, right, I right, haven't right. done that in 20 years. <laughs> sure. It's like, that's okay. Yeah. You know, it's, you just need to start in a progressive manner. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, for, for a lot of people, they are looking at just getting moving again. Right. It's a great option. Yeah. And it, oh, could, definitely. it could start with something as simple as, I don't know. You, you you bring your phone with you. You run for ten seconds, twenty right. seconds. Walk until you have control of your yeah. breathing and your heart rate again, and mm-hmm. repeat it yep. ten times. Yeah, definitely. And just keep doing that until yeah. you feel like you've mastered that sequence, and add a little bit more time. Right. And you just slowly build it out. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I think the one big obstacle with running in general is that a, a lot of times people's history it might it might have been punishment. Right. Like, you know, oh, you messed up on the soccer field, go run three laps. Right. Oh, wow. I never so thought of it like the, that. The association is, is, you know, one of the obstacles, I think. Right. But, um, yeah, I mean, we get new people in the shop all, I mean, every day. And it's like, how do I get into it or how do I better myself with it? And, it, and it's just that. It's start with a walk, run, like just get moving and don't set up these goals where, um, you don't want to bite off more you can chew because if you don't accomplish it, then you're going to feel bad about yourself. And the goal about doing the whole thing is that you want to feel good about what you're doing. Right. right. So, um, you know, make sure that those goals, goals are realistic, mm. you know? So, yeah, it's interesting. I, I was at a wedding, uh, last week and one of the families that's like literally one of the founding families of motives from 2013. I, I'm at this wedding and, um, I haven't seen, uh, I haven't seen this girl in a long time and she, she looked great mm-hmm. and she had this smile from ear to ear and she came up to me so proud and she's like, Mike, I, I'm, I think I'm going to run a marathon. Yeah. I was like, what? You <laughs> used to fight me on running around the building. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. And for her, there was this transformative process for her in her mind over time where, mm-hmm. you know, she's had multiple kids in the past, um, let's say seven years mm-hmm. and fitness became like going to a gym and checking in for the hour and doing the class, it just mm-hmm. became something that wasn't realistic for her schedule. Sure. And uh, a friend of hers got big into running, I think late in her late thirties as well. Mm-hmm. And, and you know, for her now to see somebody filled up with like joy, sure. talking about it like that, to your point is maybe prior to the association, association with running for her was something mm-hmm. different. And for her to be able to transform, it was like, it was so cool to see yeah. in oh, someone. Yeah. And it's it's possible in everyone, I believe. Oh, definitely. And, yeah. Know? Yeah. I mean, I think, you know, the way that we try to frame it is, you know, when people are just starting to get into it or just starting to get back to it, like, I'll straight up tell them, like, it's going to suck initially. Like, it's not going to feel good. But the more you do it, the better you feel, the better you feel, the more you want to do it. Sure. Right? So it's like um the motivation comes after you start doing it. right yep oh definitely yeah yeah i mean i don't i don't i mean there's like an uh kind of an old adage like you never regret or like you never regret or wa- run mm-hmm. you know but you do regret missing them you know mm-hmm. i know i'm not phrasing that exactly how it's quoted somewhere along the lines but um yeah there's really never been a run that i've regretted doing right you know so you always generally feel better afterwards sure so, but yeah yeah. Where, what do you think? Well, first of all, I have a question about, about running in general, mm-hmm. F- purely speaking about human beings. 
do you believe, you know, barring any major, like, I don't know, uh, hardware mm-hmm. or medical complications or anything like that, right. do you believe that somebody who is in a state of being able to, like, they should all be able to run to some mm-hmm. degree? Like, is that something that every human should be able to possess, like, in their toolbox? Uh, yeah, or is it- I mean, I, I would think so. I mean, we, we always get the question, like, you know, is running healthy, right? Um, and my answer is always like everything in moderation, right? Mm. Like, um, you know, I think anything can be taken to an extreme and I think at maybe some of the levels long-term may not be healthy in terms of like, you know, guys that are running, you know, I mean, even I was doing it when we were very competitive with it, it was up over a hundred miles a week, you know, like that's not necessarily sustainable to live a quote unquote healthy lifestyle. Like, right. There's going to be things that are going to pop up when you do it that much. But you know, if you're saying, Hey, I'm going to go out and run three times a week, a couple miles at a time. And when I say a couple, it could be two or three, it doesn't have to be 10 or 15. Right. Like, um, so yeah, I mean, I'm pretty adamant that it's a pretty healthy activity, you know, but again, everything in, in moderation. And I mean, same thing could be said for, you know, lifting weights or moving sleds. If we do that too much, you know, we're going to get banged up, you know? So, but, uh, but yeah, I'm, I'm pretty confident that everybody's capable of it. Sometimes the battle is above the shoulders too. You know, I mean, that's kind of the biggest, the biggest thing sometimes the biggest challenge is just from above the shoulders, the mental aspect of it, or just the fact that, Again, like we said, sometimes it was always just positioned as punishment, you mm. know, unfortunately from, from other sports. So. Yeah. Oh, like punishment or limiting beliefs that right. they, like, I, I'll never be able to do that. Sure. Right. 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 Yeah. 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 And people surprise themselves. I mean, there's so many people that come to us that, you know, they, they may, they're, people are funny, man. They walk in our doors and they're like, I'm not a runner, but. I run three to four times a week, a couple of miles at a time. I'm like, you just don't want to say you're a runner. <laughs> I mean, which is fine. Whatever makes you sleep well at night, that's fine. But you're probably running more than, you know, like 90% of the population, if that's what you're doing. Yeah. You know, but you could tell me you're not a runner, but you're a runner. You <laughs> know? So like, it's just funny. People, people are funny. So. Yeah. Well, let, that, that kind of leads us into the store. It's a good bridge. So, uh, someone brand new, let's say i I'm mm-hmm. brand new to running. I walk in the store. I tell you, uh, I, I'm truly not a runner. Sure. Um, I'm going to, with my friends, I'm going to start to walk, run, and, sure. and really get into this thing. Like, what are your, like, where do you come into play with regards mm-hmm. to runner's high and, and your experience mm-hmm. with helping me get equipped the right way? Yeah. Yeah. I mean, there's there's a lot that goes into it. Um, you know, but just from kind of like a brief overview, I think, you know, one of the things in, in our industry that... Um, is good and bad is that there's so many products and options out there, right? So what we really try to do is, is make that decision process easier for the, for the person walking in, right? So, you know, we do a short assessment, watch the person walk, kind of see what's going on with their ankles or arches, measure them up, um, you know, based upon foot shape, based upon injury history, you know, so we always have these conversations, you know, prior to pulling shoes in terms of, um, you know, does someone have bunions? Does someone have knee pain? Does someone have back pain? Things like that. Cause that's all going to play a role into kind of what we would then suggest. Hmm. And then it kind of comes down to, you know, matching the individual with a couple of different options that we think, you know, would work best for them, trying some stuff on, um, 
taking them outside, doing a little jog, coming back in, seeing how they feel. Um, again, because it could be very, even walking into our store, I mean, you look at the shoe wall, there's 100 shoes on the wall. So how is, you know, 50 for men, 50 for women? So, you know, which we think all of those are good shoes, but they have to be right for each individual, right? Mm. So if someone comes in and looks at 50 shoes and is like, I don't know what I need. It's like, that's actually music to our ears. And someone comes in and they're like, I have no idea because then they come in with no like preconceived notions or, oh, my friend runs in this, I need this. And it's like, well, your friend might like it, but you might hate it. So don't force anything, right? Um, but yeah, for us, it's all about kind of like, kind of focusing in on, you know, some different options that we think would be good and not, you know, overcomplicating the process too, while giving some direction. You know, sure. that's the biggest thing, right? You can, um, I mean, like we had talked about before jumping on, like, you know, you can find some of the products that we carry in big box stores, but good luck, you know, figuring out what, what you really need or like, what are the differences between all the shoes? Like, I always joke, like, <laughs> this is funny, but like, this was years ago, maybe like six or seven years ago. It's like, you know, we have a Dick's right up the road, just kind of keep tabs on what they offer, what our vendors are telling us or what our brands are telling us that they offer versus what they actually offer. So I'm just walking around one time and I see this one, one woman who's like, she has two different shoes on her feet. And like, I don't, I'm not there like, pry away sales from from dicks or big box stores or whatever but i just felt like this like i felt compelled to like interject because she had two shoes on her feet that were designed for two totally different types of arches like one shoe was designed for a flat foot one shoe was designed for a higher arch and i just like interject and i was like ma'am i was like just let you know i'm like those two shoes are designed for like two separate people i'm like this is high arch this is a flat foot i'm like just letting you know and then i just kind of went about my business or whatever um and then she i think she asked me like how do you know this and i was like i own a store like a mile and a half down the road uh and she was like she's like i've heard about this store but my friend gave me a gift card to dicks here and i was like that's all good do your thing you know but just to like educate you like that's you know that's uh what the situation is but yeah i think if if you go into you know specialty shops you know run specialty shops uh or even other industries you know like specialty bike shops or you know niche fitness places things like that like it's all about the education and the expertise Mm. um you know and for us it's you know it's it's really it it sounds like kind of cliche but it truly is our passion you know I, i think for me like we've talked about like the competitive nature of running like this for me is just like the next chapter of being like involved and competitive with running sure so um i always tell people like you know if we don't know what we're talking about like we're in trouble right you know what i mean so um but yeah yeah so i heard i heard a lot there's a lot of meat in there right one one thing one thing i want to uh just make sure i heard right and and just kind of extract was the first step would be like you have a screening process right that you guys have that it's consistent and repeatable as now with regards to the screening process is it the same like are you is every employee essentially following the same screening yeah. process for oh, everyone yeah. that comes in? Yeah. Um, I've been through this. Mm-hmm. You fitted me specifically mm-hmm. for, for a pair. Um, so I guess, like, we talked a little bit about the difference between runner's high and dicks, but what are my, like, what am I getting measured for? Like, mm-hmm. I know it's one thing to know my arch. Okay, right. now I know my arch for the rest of my life. Right. But, like, my measurements may change 
over yep. time. Mm-hmm. My injury history coming in on a given day may be different, but right. I guess just dive a little bit deeper into that, you know, with regards to the, the protocol. Yeah. Well, I mean, first off, like everybody on staff is, you know, uh, I always say does just as good, if not a better job than, than I am, uh, than I can, can do, uh, in terms of the fit process. Um, and, and I'm sure as you know, as like an owner led business, like you do get people that are like, I want to work with, with Mike. And it's like, well, I can't, I can't work with everybody. Right. And then, so my kind of, I don't want to say comeback or deflection is like, you know, if you have confidence in, in me enough to fit you, then also have the confidence in me that I have the, the right judgment to put other people in place that can do just as good of a, of a job. Right. Yeah, I like that. Um, so, but I don't know. I don't know how we got there from actually measuring feet, but, uh, <laughs> no, no, that was so, good. No, but, um, yeah, I mean, I think, I think like you had mentioned, right? Like things do change over time, you know? So we do get people, uh, that their foot sizes change. The big thing with our industry, I think right now is just the, the, the technological advancement. Right. And I think it, it sounds in- weird because people are like, it's just running shoes. And like right now in the last, I would say three years, it's been like a super, super exciting time, you know, for the running specialty industry with just all the innovation in, in the product. Um, and again, someone might be asking like, oh, how can a running shoe advance? And it's just between um, racing shoes and competition spikes, like so the, the track competition spikes, that's a huge thing right now. Um, the racing shoes that are out on the roads, there's huge advancements with carbon fiber plates and all that sort of stuff. And even just the daily training shoes are getting so, so, so much better. Um, like if we looked back on, like there's some, you know, pictures that'll pop up on Facebook and it's like 10 years ago, you posted this. And I like look at the wall on like, you know, at the store and I'm like, oh my God, these shoes look so archaic <laughs> in comparison to like, you know, what is on the wall right now. And, you know, we always get the, 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 the comments from customers is like, oh, this edition of this shoe was the best one, right? And it, it'll be like one from like five years ago. And they're like, why do they change it? You know, like, why do they change it? And it's like, well, yeah, I mean, I understand like if they cut something, you know, half a centimeter one way or the other, it might throw some people off. But like te- technology, regardless of if it's, you know, computers or if it's shoes, like has to keep evolving right mm-hmm. so i think that's a big you know kind of thing that that we provide is you know there's not that many sit and fit shoe stores anymore man and it's like you can get so many people in that are like we measure them with the brannock device which no one knows what that actually the term for that measurement device is like y'all can probably picture it you know but no one knows that it's called a brannock and uh people come in they're like i haven't had this done since i was a kid you know since you know buster browns or like all these like rant like uh easy spirit stores or like these crazy old store names. And, uh, it's just like, we're an old school way of doing it, but it's like the way it should be done. You know, I think in, and kind of giving it the care and attention that people need is, you know, hopefully, you know, it goes a long way, I think with people, you know, so. Sure. How, how would you say, I, f- I feel like there's a lot of parallels between, um, your company and, and ours with mm-hmm. regards to, uh, being, a sit and fit, mm-hmm. right? Like we're the same, but for fitness now, right. um, we've evolved away from being a cookie cutter mm-hmm. kind of, I would position what we used to be as like a dick sporting goods, right? Like mm-hmm. a big box cookie cutter, one size fits all kind of mm-hmm. thing. You can get what you want here. 
<clears throat> versus everyone has to go through a screening process now and we're meeting each individual where they're at based on all the information that we've gathered mm-hmm. um, and equipping our staff with the knowledge and expertise to make decisions for the individual. It's mm-hmm. very similar. Um, how do you stay in the know? You know, because mm-hmm. that's, that's something that is newer for us, right? Yeah. And um, for as we're in this transition process as a company, oftentimes it feels like people on the outside may think it's like us versus the world or them Mm -hmm. versus us. And it's like, we're not though. We're just really, we're just buckling down and saying, this is who we are. Right. Um, if, and when you need us, we're here. Right. And we're smarter than we were yesterday. Mm -hmm. And in three days, days from now, we'll be smarter than we were today. Right. So, um, back to my question was just like, how do you stay in the know and keep the team like focused on the team and not getting distracted by dicks and by this one and the next dicks, sporting good chain that right. pops up yeah i mean there it's you know it retail's tough man like it's a tough world to to live in um you know let alone you know big box stores um i mean it's it's twofold i think our our biggest competitors are two things the, the phones that people have in their pocket you know because essentially you can get the products that, that we have anywhere you know and and quickly you know from from your phone. Um, but what your phone can't give you is education and experience, right? So if we're not on point with those two things, then, then like I said before, then we're in trouble. Um, and the interesting thing too is in our world, if you think about it, some of our largest competitors are actually the vendors that we carry, mm. right? So, you know, when DT, uh, direct-to-consumer is, is huge, right? But shoes are a product that people need to try on because if you go online and you read a review and it says this is the worst shoe that I've ever worn, chances are that person's going to, you know, when someone has a negative experience with something, the likelihood of reviewing it is way higher than if someone has a positive experience with something. So we have people that walk in, they'll be like, oh, I heard that this update to this shoe is like terrible. It's like, really? Like we've sold like a hundred pairs this month and no one said anything about it. Um, so I think the internet can be, you know, a, a little bit of a dangerous place. Um, and that goes for any, you know, kind of consumer good, right? In terms of reviews and things like that. But but yeah, I mean, you know, our um, some of our largest competitors are the actually brands that we carry. Mm. You know, if you think about it, they're not all like that. There are some that do. I don't want to say value, but because they all value the specialty channel, but um, there are some that treat it better than others. Um, but again, shoes and footwear are one of those things that you know you do really need to try on because again what one person had success with the next person might come in and absolutely hate mm-hmm. um, and it's just uh, based on a number of factors you know um, so yeah I don't know what led me down that rabbit hole <laughs> but uh, but yeah so yeah. No, I mean one, one thing I keep hearing from you in so many different ways is just the the value in what what I see Runners High offering is is the relationship that you get from the moment you walk in the door with mm-hmm. whoever it is that's going to be guiding you on that particular day. Sure, yeah. through, through your experience, right? It's you know they meet you where you're at with whatever you're bringing to that, like walking through the door with on that right. day, and yeah. they're helping make the best decision for you. Yeah, with with their product. Yeah, I mean we see such a wide range of people walk through the door. You know, like we you know we joked around before about like people that come in and they're like i'm not a runner but 
um, I run, you know, three times a week and it's like, you're a runner, but <laughs> we, we get people that, um, we do a lot of medical business, you know, from like a medical referral perspective. So these people truly are not runners, um, at all. So the name can be a little bit confusing when they're, when their doctor or their PT tells them like, Hey, go to runner's high. And they'll be like, I don't run like, yeah, but you have gout and you need good shoes. Like, what do you do? <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, um, so it, it's crazy. The range of people that we see walk through the door and, um, we're welcoming to everybody, you know yeah. what I mean? So that, that was another thing. Actually, you just reminded me that that night when I came to the store, mm -hmm. <clears throat> you, you had made a comment. It was either to me or to TJ in passing. It was just like, yeah, you know, over 75% of the people that Mm -hmm. Our our customers yeah. don't aren't even competitive runners. Right, they're mostly just the average person off the street. Yeah, no, definitely. Which is yeah. misleading by yeah. the store name, right? Because it could be, oh, I'm not a runner. Like right. I can't walk in there. Right, it's yeah. not true. No, not at all. And I and I hope and think that you know the past ten years in freehold has has proved that you know we're a uh, welcoming environment. Um, but yeah, I mean, I always talk to people about it in terms of like if you cater like if you have an environment like ours but but really drove it and catered it to like that elite athlete you're not gonna you're not gonna survive right like you're just not gonna survive uh largely because that top tier athlete that might be what the top five or ten percent of quote-unquote runners um they know what they want you know and and our services and education may not be valuable to them you know um so again like we're very much and and most specialty running stores are the same way we cater to everybody right i mean we have you know gray leather walking shoes because we get those customers in you know um so it's everybody from you know god i, I think i fit a gentleman a week or two ago he had to be mid-90s just needed good shoes. He went to see his doctor and his doctor referred him on over, um, you know, all the way down to like your competitive high school, you know, athlete. So we have a lot of different demographics and um, like clusters of, um, you know, customers in terms of, you know, again, like a lot of medical, a lot of high school and kind of everyone in between, you know, it's, it's pretty interesting. Awesome. Yeah. yeah. Well, I appreciate you. Where can no, we definitely, find you? Man. Where can we find you? Yeah. So, um, you know, socially uh, on Instagram and Facebook, we're just Runners High NJ, as in New Jersey. So, Runners High NJ, and then um, yeah, our website's just Runners High NJ dot com. And so. how many total stores? I don't think we mentioned. that. So we have two. Um, so we have the one in Freehold that's been around since uh, two thousand and twelve. So we just celebrated ten years in February. Congratulations! Yeah, thank you, thank you. So you guys are creeping up to yep. the ten yep. next year. Nice. We're in ten. Yeah. You're in ten. Yep. All right. Nice. Nice. Yep. Um, and then we have one in Metuchen, uh that my partner started in two thousand and one. So he's up there for like over twenty years now. Wow! So, so you guys have been proven, been around. It's pretty well tested at this point. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it uh, it's been fun, man. I mean, it's crazy. You know, you look back on ten years, and it and I know it's not the longest store around, but um, it goes by really quick. You know, you look back back on on certain days and you're like, wow, that was a long time ago. And then you look back on others and it's like, that was not that, that long back. Yeah. You know? So but, awesome. Yeah. Well, thank you. Yeah. I mean, one, one thing I just want to make sure if the, someone's listening and they yep. feel inspired mm -hmm. to walk in the store and they're yep. kind of nervous because sure. 
they're quote unquote not a runner. Right, right. <laughs> what, what, what's uh, what's the best way for them to kind of have you know reach out to you or, or mm-hmm. just walk in or call the store? Is is there any other yeah. way that you would encourage? Yeah, I mean, I'd, I would say the majority of our business is just straight up walk in. You know, you don't need an appointment, don't need anything. Um, you know, if you have any you know uh, questions or concerns before you know popping in, you know, just shoot me an email. It's just Craig at Runners High NJ. Um, that's my personal email um or you know you can give the shop a ring and freehold um that number is 732-414-2738 i don't know if anybody uses the phone anymore at this point (laughs) so or you can just dm us on instagram or or whatever we're more than happy to uh, get back to you and and, uh, and help you out awesome well thank you craig yeah thanks so much for having me Mike. i really appreciate it we're definitely gonna have you back on for a nerd one yeah no i think we can can dive deeper on some stuff for sure (laughs) so (laughs) all right man thank you awesome thanks